Mark and Chrissy Donnelly are with us, the co-authors of Chicken Soup for the Golfer's Soul. It's a top ten list, best-selling book, and they've also written Chicken Soup for the Couple's Soul as well. And Mark and Chrissy, welcome to WHO Radio. Thanks. It's great to be here. Good morning. I think probably some people groaned when they walked past your book in the bookstore and saw a chicken soup for the golfer's soul, because we've had so many other you know, chicken soup books, and, and sure enough, this book is just filled with all sorts of great stories like the other chicken soup books, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, golf. We, we thought golf was the most natural thing to do a chicken soup book about because, first of all, golf is the most story-rich sport out there. I mean, every golfer has 100 stories, and yes. they'll tell you all 100 if you give them a That's chance. right. And secondly, you know, we look at golf as a practice round for life. So many of the lessons you learn in life you can learn right out there on the course, whether it's integrity or, or honesty or friendship or even learning to laugh at yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, Chrissy, what makes a great chicken soup story? Well, you know, it's one of those stories that grabs you at the end and either makes you laugh or, or inspires you. Or, You know, one of my favorite stories is a story that was sent in by George Bush, former President George Bush, and it's appropriately titled, I Hate Golf, I Love Golf. <laughs> and he takes you through his story about, you know, how he just hates this game and, and how he invoked this no-laughing rule with his buddies. Of course, on the 16th hole, they break that. And, and you know, even at, in, even at the end of the round, he had a terrible round. The next day, he's out there again with the 6.30 right. a.m. tea time. And we all get pulled back into that game. That's right. How do you solicit your stories for the books? Well, you know, initially, we, we actually did a contest last year over the U.S. Open on the Internet. And I think we got a 1,000 entries just in that one weekend alone. And we also have gone to, like, the Golf Writers Association. That's why we've got so many quality writers in this book on we also went to a lot of the pros. Patty Berg has a story in the book. Davis Love the Third, Peter Jacobson, Sam Snead. I mean, there's just some amazing stories by some amazing golfers. And but you have to remember, the majority of the stories are by your average golfer, and uh, that's what that's what golf's all about. Mm-hmm. It's really enjoying those everyday moments. Mark, can you try to explain to us what it is about golf today that is so hot and, and why people are so interested in it? Yes, you know, I think that's that's a complicated question, but I guess my take on it is. Uh, you know, we're all rushing around from appointment to appointment in our lives, and nobody has a spare five minutes. But you look at golf, and I think most people look at it as a, as a refuge or an escape or a, a place to get away and slow down, enjoy some time by themselves and with friends. And uh, and also, it's a place to, to get out in nature. I mean, you look around yes. the country, and most of us live in or around cities. That's and, right. Uh, and, and yet golf courses are like, uh, you know, getting out in nature. See, that's why I enjoy watching golf on television. I know a lot of people laugh at that because they say it's a very slow sport on television. But I enjoy just watching the scenes of the golf course, the beauty of it all. It's so relaxing. It is very relaxing. And for those of us that are in suburbia now, it's rush, rush all the time and, and very small plots of land. And we don't see any of these beautiful outdoor nature scenes. And golf provides that, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's almost like uh, nature improved upon, you know? Now, golf used to have the reputation as being a rich person's sport, but that's changing. It, it really is. You know, in, in my opinion, it's probably not changing fast enough, but it is changing a lot. Uh, you know, Chrissy mentioned President Bush has a story in the book, and he's the honorary chairman of a wonderful organization called the First Tee. And, and what they're doing, you know, Tiger created so much excitement mm-hmm. among uh, kids uh, and, and a lot of inner-city kids. And, and the First Tee, it's an initiative to build customized golf facilities to bring affordability and accessibility to the game of golf around the country. In fact, they just broke ground on this great project in uh, Richmond, Virginia, and each one of the holes is named after a different character trait. Hmm. Uh, and, and when the kids are playing, they, they encourage them to you know, experience and learn about these different character traits, like, oh. like integrity and, 
and, and honesty and such. Now, Chrissy, women have gotten more involved in golf recently, too, and I was surprised to see that you've just fairly recently started golfing. I know. I started about two years ago, and I tell all of my girlfriends, it's a must. I mean, I used to be in corporate America. I was with Price Waterhouse for seven years, and I didn't golf, and there was so much that I missed out on. It isn't that I believe that a lot of business transactions are done on the course. I think a lot of business relationships are deepened, and there's that camaraderie and that friendship that happens you know, when, when, you know, people in business go out and play golf. And so I say for women, you said, you know, you're really missing out if you don't take, take advantage of that. And also, you know, for Mark and I, when we first moved to Arizona, I didn't golf. And so he didn't golf because I didn't. I thought, well, that's not really fair. So what we've learned is it's such a great way to spend the weekend together. If you're married, you know, what a great time to spend four and a half hours together with your spouse. And I also understand you do pretty well now, too. Well, you know what? Mark is I have to tell you, he's my coach. I, you know, I did within, within a year. I shot a ninety. Oh, the perfect wife. Give credit to the husband for there beating you. Him. You, you, you must yeah, beat you know him sometimes. What he's yeah. not telling you. Is, <laughs> she, she liked that advice up front early on, but now when I give her advice, <laughs> I pay the price. That's right. <laughs> Boy, you too. But, you know, of course, I, I referenced my lowest score ever. You know, isn't that funny how, how we golfers do that? Yeah, I shot a 90. Well, you know, ask me what I shot last weekend, and it was not a 90. So. <laughs> I all say on how many holes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Our guests are Mark and Chrissy Donnelly. They're the co-authors of Chicken Soup for the Golfer's Soul. It's Winsenberg on the weekend on News Radio 1040 WHO. We're talking about golf. And I want to ask you about the lessons that you say golf can teach us. What are some of those lessons that we can learn from golf? Well, you know, I'd love to tell a story that sort of exemplifies one of the lessons you can learn from golf. It's a story from the book, and it's, I think it's very appropriate. It's called A Day at the Tradition, and it's about a senior PGA Tour event, which uh, obviously is appropriate this week. That's weekend. right. Great. Um, it happened uh, to a friend of ours. Her name's Christine Clifford, and this was uh, several years ago. She lived in Minneapolis, and she was diagnosed with cancer. And like a lot of people who go through chemotherapy, she'd lost all of her hair. And in her words, she was bald as a cue ball. Well, her solution to that was to buy these special hats that already had the hair attached to just whip them on in the morning and she'd be on her way. Well, one particular winter when there was a ton of snow on the ground and she was really depressed, her husband, who had been by her side the whole way, said, came into the room and said, Chris, pack your bags. We're going out to Scottsdale, Arizona to watch a senior PGA Tour event called The Tradition. Well, she was always an avid golf fan, so she was thrilled about that. So she packs her bags two days later. They're out there the first day of the tournament off of the sixth fairway. There are thousands of people out there, and they're all following her three favorite golfers in the world, which are Raymond Floyd, uh, Tom Weiskopf, and, and uh, Jack Nicholas. Well, as they're walking up to the tee box, the unexpected and unimaginable happens. And this huge gust of wind comes up and blows her hat and her hair completely <laughs> off her head and out into the middle of the fairway. <laughs> Well, you can imagine the crowd's reaction. Everybody saw it, and, and there's total silence. She's mortified. Even the golfers had stopped because the, her, her hair was in their flight path, and they couldn't tee off. Well, she finally realizes the next move's up to her, and she gathers her courage, and she lifts up the rope, and she walks out into the middle of the fairway, and she bends down, picks up her hat and hair, and puts it back on her head, and then she turns towards the golfers and in a loud voice announces, Gentlemen, the wind is blowing from left to right. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, and, you know, to me, that, that there are so many lessons in that story, right. but, but one of them is, is, you know, learning to have grace under fire, and another is, is uh, learning to laugh at yourself. Yes, and she's wonderful, too. I've had her on my show, and just bubble, bubbly, effervescent, just 
full of life, even though she's had such hardships with cancer. That is a lesson that you can learn from her and from this story. Now, Chrissy, what about relationships? Because one of the themes I see running throughout this book is the importance of relationships, not just in a business sense, like going out and golfing with business people, but also family relationships as well. You know, there was such a, that was one of the best part about this book was putting together the stories and the relationships that people refer to. And I think, you know, Mark in particular can relate to that because, you know, his father brought him out on the golf course when he was a young age of three years old. And that's really the bond that's kept them together. Because yeah, there's a lot of father-son stories in this book, Exactly. Too. Because, you know, a lot of fathers have a hard time expressing their emotions. But, you know, I, I know for Mark and his father, that was a way that they really connected. And, you know, the stories throughout the book, you know, of father-daughter stories and, and the great thing about golf, and we all know that it's such an equalizing game. It doesn't matter if you're just starting out or if you're a scratch player. You know, with the handicaps, you can still make it fun. And and I really think it's helped out Mark and I and our relationship. You know, even though you know you have to balance, you know, when you critique the other mm-hmm. person and that sort yeah. of thing. But you know, I think it's really deepened our relationship, and it's so much fun to you know we work together 24 hours a day, seven days a week during the workday, and it's nice to be able to have a relaxing outing together on the golf course and really enjoy yeah. each other's company. Well, it's got a lot of great stories it's called Chicken Soup for the Golfer's Soul. I'd love to have you back on sometime and talk about your couple's book as well. Well, thank you. We'd love to be back.